0: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this Monday's Well Creation Show, episode 46. You'll see Jim is joining us uh, from a much better climate, although it is a nice day here in Scotland. But uh, how are you today, Jim? All right, aye, right, pretty
1: good. You want a quick look around here?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: go on then. Look at that. That's cracking, eh? Yeah. And right across here. Now, I've been put up in the DJ bit for the swimming pool.
0: Because yeah.
1: uh, normally I, I said to them, uh, is there any place I could be out of, out of sight? Um, so I, nobody disturbs me, so I can just get on with this. But the sun's coming up. The night we're sitting at seven thirty um, in Jamaica, um, but it's absolutely beautiful day. Listen, um, the reason I'm going to talk about the wealth creation show, the reason I'm going to talk about what I'm talking about today, is because anybody can do what we're going to do. Uh, this is all about mindset more than anything. Uh, and then once you understand where I'm coming from and what's uh, what I've had to tackle over the years and the challenges I've had to overcome. Um, Addiction, drugs, alcohol, <laughs> uh, gambling, um, you name it, I've heard it, um, even down to abuse. Um, so these are all the different things that you've got to overcome uh, throughout your life. So hopefully it will resonate with someone else out there and they'll understand exactly um, what it was like for me and, uh, and and how I overcame certain things in my yeah. life and, uh, and how I dealt with certain things as well. Uh, and uh, listen, if I can do this as anyway, well. I'm nothing. I'm nobody special. Um, and and if it reaches one person and it resonates with one person, then it's done its job. That's the only reason I'm doing this. Um, ultimately, otherwise I could just sit and do nothing and no talk to anybody, no do any of this at all. Um, but um, if you can, you must, is the yeah. expression I usually we usually work by and usually run by. Um, so if you can, you must. I think it's an obligation. Uh, nothing better than actually serving other people. Um, that's a real, that's that's ultimately the, the biggest goal in the world, is to, the happiness you get and the enjoyment you get from serving other people is uh, pretty immense. The dopamine hit is unbelievable, yeah. uh, by the way. So, um, you know, yeah. this is what we're going to talk about today, and we'll, we'll yeah, so that. T- got- no,
0: sorry, Jim. Yeah, so today's yeah. show is titled, yeah. Diary of a Property yeah. Investor, Part 1. So it's, it's kind of like a mini-series within the verification creation show of your gym, journey, Jim, uh, the lessons you've learned along the way. Uh, and what got you to where you are today? Um, I and mean, what, what made you make the decision to share your journey? And uh, obviously,
1: well, well, it's down to the it's down to the fact that you know. I think people just think. You know what it is. A lot of people just say, "Yeah, you were lucky." Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I don't think that's necessarily correct. I don't think most people are lucky in life. They just work consistently and persistently towards an effort, uh, towards an end result, yeah. and actually just focus on that and just keep going all the time. Um, I think that's the most important thing, and sharing it, as I said before, is, is will probably give someone else some inspiration, especially the younger generation. Yeah. God, today the younger generation have got to put up with so much and, and, and have so much instant instant information straight to their brain every single time, instant responses to stuff. Uh, we never oh, yeah. had that. We, we, we had something called a, a telephone, which you pick up. There was no mobile phone, so people could communicate with you straight away. We didn't have things like Facebook either and Instagram where people would actually judge you immediately if you put something on or if you said anything and they'd call you out and they'd show everybody and they'd bully you and all the rest of it online, effectively. We didn't have any of that. We had a, we had gaps in between because these things didn't exist. You know, if you wanted to tell somebody something, when I was first for you sent them a letter. You know, effectively and 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 if you wanted to if you wanted to watch anything, you certainly didn't watch in your mobile, you were lucky if you had a black and white television. Uh that's how far that goes back. I remember watching Doctor Who in colour for the first time at ten
0: years old. <laughs> I didn't go that far back, but I still think that I still come I still come from a time where yeah. notes were passed in a classroom as opposed to a text message or do you know what I mean, social media yeah. messages and things. So I I still kids experience kids
1: that. Can it's can be, really, yeah. Kids can be so cruel to each other, I'll tell you, and they don't realise what they're doing. Um, but also, adults can be so cruel to each other and children as well. Um, so, so this is kind of the this is kind of the things I want to talk about, because um, everybody thinks about it, it's just about the, it's just about how did you do it. In other words, how many properties did you buy, and how did you buy them, and what you know, it's like that will never work for you unless you've got your mind right. And, and it all, it goes right back to the very beginning. I mean, we're all born at an early age, which, basically, which is basically zero. Uh, and we're all born with two two legs, two eyes, two arms, you know, a brain. Um, and we all start with the same amount of time in the day. We've all got 24 hours. So how is it that some people succeed um, to huge, um, huge escalation of wealth? And how is it other people just, just fall by the wayside and, you know, just go to the drink and drugs and, and all the rest of it. And where does that all come from? And, and effectively, I, I genuinely believe it's up here. It's all up here. And it's how you, it's how you react to certain situations. It's probably the most important thing. Um, and, and it's how you deal with it. Um, So classic example, we talked. I was talking about it and I've been reading about it. This is one thing I do all the time is read books, right? So I'm reading the, para, the, 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 the Paradox Chimp. Um, And it's about basically your brain and how it's separated in a human part, which is logical, and how it's separated in the chimp part, which is emotional. The key here is probably actually to learn to understand the human part and and use that to the best of your advantage. And over all the years and what we're going to talk about in the early years so far, I think to a degree I started to use the logical side a lot in terms of what I was doing. I, I yeah I listened. Richard, you've seen my emotional chimp side, haven't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and And we've all got it. because yep. I've seen yours as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, but we'll have to learn to uh, understand it and we'll have to learn to live with it and we'll have to learn to, I wouldn't say control it, but just, just hold back. You know, you don't need to dive in straight away and go for the jugular uh, in certain situations. Just... Just take time, take time out, and just wait till the next day before you. And then when you get up the next day, you kind of think to yourself, "Oh, um, maybe that was maybe that was right to wait." Classic yeah. example is look at look at people like um, Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln used to oh yeah boy he used to give helpers to people, you know his troops and you know, all his commanders and captains, these his armies. He used to. But do you know what? None of them ever knew what he said about them, because what he did was he used to write on on paper as a letter, and they were they were actually they were they were condemning letters to the captains, his his, his uh, armies, um, but then he put them in the drawer and never send them.
0: Yeah, well, that's funny you say that, because I've uh, I've wrote a few emails to myself. Um, well, I've wrote a few emails but never sent them, um, and and what you're talking about there really, uh, I've learned over the years that. The, uh, the term sleep on it really is so important uh, and the amount
1: you of times can, I've done that can, and had a different perspective, yeah. There's one thing uh, that I really uh, re- resonate with it's, which is Richard Start Keith Cunningham and mm-hmm. Keith Cunningham says you could be right or you could be rich but you can't be both
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I thought I surely you can, I mean surely you can be right if you could be rich but what I meant was exactly what you were talking about right now is the fact that it's all very well. And you could write this letter or this email or you can see that person on Instagram or, or, or Facebook to that person and you can be right every single time. But I tell you what, they'll no thank you for that. And so therefore, they'll never do business with you and they'll never entertain you and they'll never even be friends with you at all, ever. All because of that one statement. Even because, oh, I'm right. Okay, you can be right, but I tell you what, you'll never be rich for that very reason. And, and when the penny dropped about that, I realised that, you know, you're absolutely right, sleep on it is the, is the way to go.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Um I've got a few, uh, well, here's Andrea jumping in to say, well, good afternoon, slash, good morning, Andrea, thanks for joining us. Anybody else that's joining, please uh, feel free to bring in comments um, for Jim or I while we are doing this. If we've got time, i will go through them while we go through, or at the end, but please try and keep it interactive um, as we go through so, Jim, in your own words, obviously you're going to start this diary of a property investor, watch and all, yeah, um, right back from the beginning. So, I mean, let's start in the beginning. Let's uh, let's hear where it all began, really.
1: Well, born at an early age.
0: Yeah, people
1: well, yeah. yeah. There was, there was things like when I was born straight away, like I don't think anybody realized this. I never even realized it later on until my mother told me. It's like I had one leg shorter than another. Uh and, and I had to actually overcome that. I actually walked, you know, I could have ended up having one of these big massive soles in mm-hmm. one of my in one of my legs. But for some reason my mother made me walk out of it and, and actually get get over it. But I do have one hip smaller than the other. And mm-hmm. one side of my jaw is actually smaller than the other. And and if you look closely, my ears don't actually match up with the same line. One's higher than the other. <laughs> no, uh, really higher fair, than the uh... other.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I have to adjust my glasses
1: every day. But <laughs> these are all things that everybody could you know, somebody could just lie down straight away and say, Oh, I've been dealt a bad hand and that's my life over. And some parents will actually do that to their children. But my mother never actually allowed that to happen. She never even told me about it till later on. She, she just basically went on with it and got it sorted. Uh, and, you know, so it's, it's one of these things that you, you get in the beginning. But what, why I'm trying to explain that is exactly what I said before. Some people will just lie down and just say, well, that's me for the rest of my life. I've got no opportunity available to me because so I'm now effectively disabled. Yeah, and then it puts you,
0: put you in that mindset from the get-go.
1: Of course. And then it's the peer group round about you yeah, that put you in that mindset as well, because they all talk about, oh, you'll nobody be able to do this and you'll know be able to do that. Um, another classic example is glandular fever. You know, it's like glandular fever was lethal um, when I was when I was young. I mean, I think I was about, what, uh, I must have been about four or five years old or maybe even younger, because I actually remember being in Cameron Hospital and getting bathed in the sink. So I must have been tiny. I must have just been a wee laddie at the time. Uh, but I was in isolation for about I don't know, maybe about six weeks or something like that. So for a wee boy to actually at that age to be in isolation in a hospital and never actually get out and never actually be able to walk out the door and have people come in with masks all the time to give you treatment and then have ECGs and everything um, wired up to your your feet and your legs and your hands. It was it was it was pretty frightening. Um and these sort of things have a mental effect on you for a long time. It takes you a lot of time to get over that. Um, you don't realise the amount of stress it causes. Um, and as I said, the baggage that you bring with you um, for that, uh, just with that personal experience. So it's about learning to actually be able to understand that and overcome that. Um, one of the other things as well for me was my father. At a very young age, my father actually fell off one of the, one of the ladders stupidly the boy was actually I went away at the bookies to place a bed but my dad it was meant to be holding the ladder for my father
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and he, he fell onto the ground smashed the his ankles and was basically told by the hospital he'd never walk again uh, just sell everything pal. never sell your business sell the caravan that you've just bought sell the car that you've just bought you are never going to walk again pal um, and there was nothing left to his ankles and his bones and um, I tell you what, that was a huge inspiration on me in my life because then when he was, and it was devastating to the degree as well, I remember in absolute tears because he never came home that night and I actually thought it was almost like I thought he had died because I was told he's no coming home and he's never going to walk again and I must have been about four or five again so when you you start to accumulate all that trauma at a very young age that that carries with you into your life and on, and unless you deal with that in some sort of way, um, it will affect you for the rest of your life.
0: That was so one I don't have anybody that's else.
1: Funny.
0: Sorry, that I don't was I of anybody funny. else.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Actually, there's a delay here. I don't a delay, anybody that's... else resonates with that, um, and and hopefully someone else does resonate with that and understands that, and maybe it might actually get for them. They might actually say to themselves, well. I've oh, got that, that, a funny feeling that has affected me there was mm-hmm. no psychiatrist or psychologist or anything like that at that time you just you're, you were taught with the attitude about suck it up and move on that's it yeah. and, and like I, I'm only three <laughs> how am I supposed to know that eh? um, but that's it but I tell you one of the most inspirational moments of my life was when I, my father says I will walk again and he literally I sat and I sat and watched them every single day when he got up between the wall and the coal bunker and actually screamed in pain every single time and just made himself walk on his ankles, which were basically in smithereens. Um, And I think he's still got pins in them today. But, you know, even his pal, Charlie Crowe, Dr. Crowe, if anybody remembers him, um, my my father told the story about remembers him coming to the hospital. Uh, And uh, Charlie Crowe actually looked at the the, uh, uh, x-ray. He didn't know it was my father. Uh, and he looked at the x-ray and he said to the surgeon, he says, oh, that boy's got no chance. And then he realised he saw the initials in the corner, Jim Parker. And he went, oh, my God, that's my pal. And it's, uh, uh, and so he even, he even said to himself that he would never walk again as well. Um, but he defied all the odds. But see how inspirational that would be. And yet at that time, I never knew that. But that's resonated and followed me um today. Uh, and it still uh, it still drives me forward in the fact that if he could do that and walk when he was told he'd never walk again, it's it's literally the miracle man.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's that, and that's I've noticed throughout uh, our shows and just obviously uh, throughout the years that you use quite a lot of reference to things, good or bad, maybe earlier on in yes. life, um, how they've affected you and how they've got you to where you are and how you've um, addressed them. Um, mentally and things and everybody uh, will have their own experiences as well that might there may be negative ones that hold them back or maybe positive ones that they use as inspiration Um, Mm. and it's important to obviously process them properly uh, to not let them hold you back or to use them to your advantage to propel you forward in your journey
1: yeah so these were all early experiences for me but then there's also trauma experiences i don't even remember and it and 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 I've dealt with it now. And everybody, th- some people will think it. They're gone. Oh, really? It's like I remember the first day of school. I still just remember still. the emotional the emotional thing about my my mum just leaving me, and actually just leaving me, walking out the door, and me screaming for <laughs> for the the heights and, and and no understanding. And then her having to come back. I think I'm fifty five year old, and yet I still remember that from fifty years ago. Uh, and I still remember how that felt at five years old. So what does it tell me and what does it tell anybody out there listening in or watching? It's like what you do has a huge impact on your children and anybody round about you.
0: Yeah.
1: you. You just don't realise it until later on in life. Um, so it is a big, big thing. Um, so when I was at primary school as well, I remember getting taken away for speech therapy. I I could, I can't speak properly. There's a there's maybe something up here. Eh? I can't say the unless I purposely you know the, the the tongue between the teeth.
0: Yeah.
1: So sometimes I say death instead of death. Right.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Death as you can't hear. Death is, you know you're dead.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But but I had to get specially taken aside to actually get. Taught that, um, but to be honest, I don't think you actually should have taught anybody that because I think the damage it did uh, to the to a child at that age, taking them aside and said there's something wrong with you, mm-hmm. is probably is probably worse than the actual the actual later on because I mean how many people do you know that speak it speak exactly the Queen's English or not the King's that. English now? Yeah, so yeah. no, not no. many, not and yet, at that time, uh, they felt it necessary to actually take your side and actually explain to you, there is something wrong with you. And and yet, I'm still at primary school, and here's everybody round about, well, my peers, and my teachers, saying there's something wrong with you. <laughs> Great, that's really inspirational. That'll keep me going.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good... I could resonate with that. I mean, I I remember things like they used to have different groups and things at schools for obviously like depending on your capabilities or, or your strengths and things. Yeah. But there was a lot of like the lower groups for things like maybe spelling or or like you say speech or something. And if you're put in that lower mm-hmm. group, it's like that just automatically categorises you as you're not as good as everybody else. So, you I mean that's that and that has that type that that kind of effect on you and and you carry that so- with you. So
1: how do you deal with that then? That's the, that's the case. Yeah. and that's, that's the whole thing about Everybody's maybe experienced that. So what made it different that I overcame it? And, and it was a case of understanding it later on. It was a case of um, reading the right books, um, listening to the right people, about, like Tony Robbins and that, mm-hmm. about understanding uh, and understanding you as a person and how you think. Uh, and how 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 you can release that to let you move forward. Because we all carry baggage. Yeah. Some of us a lot more than others. Um, it's time to offload that burden on your back and actually set yourself free. That's what I would say to everybody out there. Um, and, and the only way you're going to do that is to understand yourself. But you need to actually speak to the right people and you need to get the right... Um, I dare I say help. Um, I think it's just the right information. Uh, I mean, you can help yourself. There's loads of uh, information out there, and there's loads of people out there um, who, who who do this for a living, um, are, are fantastic psychologists, um, and and help you understand yourself. So it's it's dare I say it's a, pro- a progressive journey of self-awareness.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Um, it's kind of like the people that have become Buddhists, you know, that the, and they the, they go on this journey of understanding themselves. Um, being at one with themselves, uh, being settled with themselves, and and then progressing forward in life from there, they just choose a different path, obviously. You know, in terms of where they go after that, but but it is a it is a it is an understanding and learn to understand yourself.
0: Yeah, you, you've you've answered my next question was actually going to be to you. Um, people seem to adopt this um, "I could do it on my own" kind of attitude. I've seen that quite a lot. Uh, and I was going to say, what's your response to that kind of attitude? But you you've, you've, yeah, you basically just answered that. You, you need to if seek you, help in others and and people that have got uh, experience in certain areas where you don't. I mean, utilize yeah. that and bring that together.
1: Yeah. If you were able to help yourself by yourself,
0: mm-hmm. completely,
1: then surely you wouldn't need the help right now. Yeah,
0: that's
1: that, that that's a simple answer to that, and and. Mm-hmm. Everybody should, everybody should know that. You are where you are, the decisions you've made or the decisions you've not made. But it's the old thing about, you know, the typical example about you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So it's because you don't know the answer to that question, you need someone else to help you find it. Yeah. To help yourself move on. If you, listen, if you get the answers to all the questions and to understand yourself, the world could be your oyster. You could have anything you want in life, anything, genuinely anything you want in life. You can achieve, you can have, you can get, you just need to understand yourself. When you get that right, the whole world falls into place. Everything round about you starts to work. Everything about, round about you starts to work in, in, in synchronisation. It it's like an engine and a cog, and you know, you're a cog in this, this um, gearbox. And the sink in the gearbox starts to work. Therefore, the acceleration becomes faster and your success becomes better. Now, success, as I've always said, we talk about wealth. It's not just about money. Yes, money is a tool. to Do what you want to do. Uh, interestingly enough, I actually saw, <laughs> saw a statement the other day. You know, people that have money eventually re- reveal their true self
0: that's that's because that's an board. interesting one because you think maybe people hold back really who they are because they're they're trying to maybe muddle through the situation that they're in and then they feel like money kind of frees them for that or i don't know your connections went Jim. let's see if we could bear with us i try trying to get Jim back a somebody tried Sorry, to phone me. <laughs> logic, I first what oh, was that a phone call
1: <laughs> yeah I got a phone call for somebody um so uh yeah it's it's all about understanding you and understanding your mindset and and money will reveal the type of person you really are yeah. um later on so you know if, if you are at your core a greedy person it will come out eventually when you get money. Um, I I would argue as well that you'll never ever get money if you're a greedy person. It just doesn't work like that. Uh, You have to be a person that gives all the time. You have to be a person that serves other people all the time. And that's the only way you attract wealth uh, in terms of what you're doing. Uh, Let's go back to some of the other things that are, for me, I had a a very competitive brother when I was, and all we, how I was taught as well. and my mother was, uh, I suppose, um, when I when I look at it now, um, my mother's father, which was my grandfather, was exactly the same with my mother. Hence, the reason how that passed on, and the fact that my mother was made us very competitive, uh, even against each other. Which, like, which to Just me is, other,
0: yeah.
1: well, and, and you know, it's no more, it's no mom's fault. You know, that's how she was taught by her father. Um... And he was taught to, and I see that in my mum and her sister, uh, very competitive with each other. And we had that as well, for that reason, um, because that's all it was known to be taught. So I grew up competing against my brother, and I've taught my kids every single time, the last thing you should be doing is competing against your your own brothers and sisters. Your siblings, you yeah. should you should be helping each other every single time. you should be all pulling in the same direction. you should be all rooting for each other. Because every single time you compete against one of your siblings or your brothers or your sisters is all you're doing is tearing them down. Yeah. And that's no productive for anybody, especially if you want to succeed. You see that in every successful family in the world. Um they all help each other succeed regardless. And you've seen that in successive play, like, Look at example the Gibb brothers with the Bee Gees. Mm-hmm. You know how they actually it, the first time round they actually competed against each other every single time. Um, and they were actually at each other hammer and tong, and they wanted to travel in separate cars. And then it all went pear shaped and it all fell apart. And then one day they realized the epiphany and they saw the light. And then they thought to themselves, what are we doing? We should be helping each other every single time. And other, he yeah. wants to start us helping each other every single time. The, the meteoric rise that they had as a result of what they were, where they were and the, the legacy they've left is absolutely unbelievable in comparison to, to what they had before. And that will go forever. So yeah. it's, that's classic examples. But I tell you what, it didn't help. It helped and it didn't help having a very competitive brother because then all he wanted to do is compete against me every single time. And, and I didn't want to compete against my brother all the time because I, just, I, was, I was really uncomfortable with that. So I just used to take second place all the time. Mm-hmm. So even though I know I could beat him, I used, to, I used to roll over and just think, I'll just take second when we were in competitions. Uh, I distinctly remember that in judo. So judo, um, one of the competitions that we had when we were doing judo was, um, we were about 10 or 11, hours. was, and, and it was somebody would actually just, you know, um, put a bar up. In other words, they would bend over and you would just you would just jump over them and roll over. And and, and this person got successively higher every single time to the point almost where they were standing.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: you were effectively jumping over this person and then landing on the other side actually rolling over them though. So you had to land on here first on the ground. And it was all about breaking it was all about breaking your fall. Now it got to the point where my brother was actually going to hurt himself. <laughs> so I just had to I just had to I just had to effectively roll over and say, I'll just take second place then and pull out, just so he could win. Yeah. That's how that's how that's how challenging it was and that's how I suppose to a degree traumatic it was for me to sit and watch my brother have to go to these extents of hurting himself. In order to win, it's like I'd rather die trying, mm. and and maybe that maybe that's where I've got it from.
0: Because <laughs> <I>, I'm
1: <laughs> like that. I'm like that, haven't I?
0: Yeah.
1: It's like I would rather I would rather die trying than actually never try at all. Um, and and so it's been a huge benefit. But it's also been a huge curse. Um, and and your mindset, and it's these sort of things you have to handle and learn to handle. And again, it's coming back again, getting, getting the right people round about you and the right team round about you. And actually understanding yourself more than anybody else.
0: Yeah, I think it's important to to bring it back to your own to yourself, like you say, and understand yourself, and um, have we've spoke about it before, like your, your goals and things are really clear, and how you're going to get them, and have the right people to help you like achieve that goal and reach that.
1: We talked about as well before how people uh, copy what you do. You know how, you, how we've talked about this. It's like, you know, I, I, for example, if you're leading a team and you think to yourself, the team's not doing what I'm meant to be doing, what they're meant to be doing, and then you think to yourself, so my first question to that is, so are you doing what you're meant to be doing? Mm-hmm. Because often the team will not be doing that because you're not doing it. Because they usually duplicate yeah. 80% at the most of what you're doing already. So if you're leading the way, they're only doing 80% of what you're doing. So if you're sitting back and not doing anything, and you're no, you're no out there at the, at the front face, at the cold face. And then you'll probably find that the team will be exactly the same as you. So you're, you're only yourself to blame. And, and, and it's because people watch it Now, why am I saying that? Because it comes back to my youth. It's like, that's where I started smoking. Do you know I saw lead, my mom and dad? Leading dance. by
0: example, basically. Yeah. Ten,
1: ten and, my mother and father were smoking um, when I was like six years old. And I remember trying cigarettes for that reason. Because I sat and watched them do it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was, I thought that's what you were meant to do. That's that's growing up and being an adult is smoking, because that's what the adults round about me yeah. were doing. So think about that, a six or seven year old boy, actually with a cigarette in his mouth, smoking. And then that's why I ended up smoking from then on, from the, about the age of nine to the age of 20. Um, purposely because of that, because I thought it was it, it was an adult thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so you lead by example when people are watching you all the time, and, and I would say to any parents out there, your kids will mimic exactly what you do. So if you don't think that you're doing the right things on occasion, then don't do them. Because um, your kids will do exactly the same thing because they can see what you're doing, they watch what you're doing as well. And it's only by my own personal experience that I actually realise that. And that's another thing you've got to learn about yourself. You know, And when you were younger, what did you do? What, what could you do better? It's it's learning from all your failures and all your successes from a young age that you can remember. It will allow you to move forward and 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 teach and help other people and um, to get to get over the hurdles that they're in as well. So, lead by example is definitely one I would say. And yeah. and, and you it, you are being watched by everybody around about you, including on this. You know yourself once this goes out that you know, people will watch this and, and, and once in a blue moon, nobody comments on it. Nobody likes it. I would be great if somebody could, actually, please. <laughs> it would be helpful. Because um, yeah. it'll, it'll allow someone else to see it and maybe might need this help, remember. It's not just about you. It's possible about someone else. So it might allow someone else to see that help. Uh, you'd be amazed at the amount of people that come up to me now and again and say, I saw you and I listened to your podcast or I saw your show on this. And I tell you what, it was really helpful towards me um, and, and for me that's, that, that made it all worthwhile just that yeah, one thing just that one person coming across to you and saying that so if one person comes across to me and says this with this show and the fact that I'm being so open about my journey in the very beginning how, I, how it took me a lot of thinking through and a lot of adjustments um, I mean it's a huge shift uh, to get to that stage mentally um, if it helps them then my job's done. This this video has been this show's been the perfect thing to do, and um, for that very reason.
0: Yeah, I think there was one a couple of weeks ago, Jim, on one of your shows. You got quite good feedback, and um, and how much it inspired the guy and things. And and when we read the feedback, it's like it just it makes it worthwhile, as you say.
1: Yeah, absolutely. i have got to move this across a bit. It's a bit sore actually holding this camera all the time. The uh, the <laughs> the glamour, the glamour of live streaming. <laughs>
0: The whole you're on. Everybody's sitting having sun
1: cocktails in the sun. Um, yeah. School as well, you know. I don't know if anybody else resonates with this for school, but I was always told on my report card that he's a dreamer. You know, all he does is look at the window. And and for me, school. No, I never resonated with school. Um, school was um, boring. Uh, Everything I was able to do, I was. uh, I think it was more or less probably able to do everything quick. Um. So therefore, everybody else was having to catch up. Therefore, I was waiting for something else to do next, and it became very, you know, became very boring. Then the next minute on my report card, you're getting. He's looking at the window. He's always a dreamer, and it's like, uh, by the way, he's easily uh, distracted.
0: (laughs) That was yes, (laughs)
1: yes, aye, perfect. Uh, It's it's easy how uh, uh, birds of a feather you know, that yeah. expression as well you've probably got the same thing um it's it's things like he's always a dreamer but i want to thank my teachers publicly for actually writing that because um it's probably one of the best compliments you could give a child ever is the fact yeah. that they're, they're a dream they're a dreamer because it's the dreamers that will change the world it's no the it's it's no the it's not an academic it's like they'll yeah they'll fix somebody's arm and they're fantastic and they'll They'll do this and they'll do that and they'll be great at it. But it's the dreamers that actually inspire people to change the world and actually change things. Uh, They look at the world and change things for how it could work for them and other people. They don't just accept the stuff um, and and then adapt into that. The dreamers are the the ones that have the possibilities and actually build something. Um, And you can see that in today's society with Bezos and Musk and... Branson is uh, probably one of the earliest ones that actually epitomizes that and, and shows that whole thing. Is the fact that, you know, one day he sat there and his plane was cancelled and and he thought, I need to get to wherever I'm going. So I'll rustle up all the other passengers. We'll charter a flight for ourselves privately with the money we would have had spent on the flight that we were getting for the cancelled plane and I'll get to my destination on time. And then that's how the dream for Virgin Atlantic Virgin came
0: Atlanta.
1: about. Yeah. Yeah
0: was just that
1: one one moment, point of readiness. And then you've got the Virgin Group and you've got everything that spawns out of that. Um, It's a a huge global empire, all because of that one occasion and the fact that there was a dyslexic child, because that's effectively what he was, dyslexic. Um, It took that decision and thought, I'm going to change it. I'm going to do something. But he took his information and advice from other people. You know, Freddie Laker, who had Laker Airways, was he came before him for the Atlantic Crossing. Freddie Laker made a lot of mistakes, and he was put out of business by his competition, um, by the Air American Airlines. Um, but he learned from, and, and British Airways as well, actually, and he went to Freddie Laker, see about getting information and advice from people who maybe have failed before in, the set, in that certain field, and learn by their mistakes, or even learn by their successes. And Freddie Laker actually advised um, Richard Branson on what to do, and uh, and not to lie down when it came to um, his battle with B.A. Uh, And for that very reason, he battled out with with British Airways about the Dirty Tricks campaign, and he won in court. And British Airways had to pay him uh, a compensation and actually apologise publicly for actually taking a Dirty Tricks campaign against him. Um, But it wasn't for him having that inspiration in the beginning and then also um, understanding he could learn from other people and he could go to other people for advice and help and support. And, and take up. See, there's the human bit of your brain, the logic yeah. and facts, rather than actually the chimp, which is the emotional side, jumping in and just jumping to conclusions. Then that's the end of it. Um, but he's no, no, no. I'll just check this out. I'll make sure it's right, and then I'll get the information. I'll get the facts, and then I'll then I'll go for them. Um, so he never laid down. He never let that happen. And that's another great inspiration. See, the, all these inspirational stories build up in your mind, and it leads you to believe uh, if they're capable of doing it, why not you? Why not you?
0: Yeah,
1: And I'm asking I'm asking everybody out there tuning in and watching as well, why not you? Oh, but I'm too old. Bullshit. Yeah, Colonel, Colonel old. Sanders. Colonel Sanders and Ray Kroc built the KFC empire and the McDonald's empire in, the, in their 50s and 60s. You cannot say you're too old. Um, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's every single excuse anybody else has got out there. I've got an answer to it from somebody that succeeded with that exact same excuse. They just chose to see it in a different way. They just turned it to their advantage and turned it to um, the possibilities it could be for them.
0: Yeah, I think it all comes back to Jim, like you say, 99% of us are all, all, all born with the same thing. We've all got a brain, we've all got eyes, we've all got the same. Do you know what I mean? There is a small percentage of people that maybe are born without the, the capabilities of everybody else, but we've all, we're all born the same. Yeah. We've all got that starting point. That's what we do yeah. from then onwards. Um, yeah. And if, if things maybe didn't start out the same as everybody else for you, you could change that. It's just, it's down to how you do, how you train yourself to, or train your mind to allow you to do that. Mm.
1: Uh, definitely. Uh, so, always a dreamer at school. Definitely was one of them for me. Um, uh, just a quick advice to school teachers out there, anybody out there, no teaching you to suck eggs here. Um, I had no idea in school why I needed to learn everything I needed to learn, and I think that that journey would have been easier for me if somebody had, under- had told me, you know, why I needed to learn calculus, why I needed to learn differentiation from first principles, why I need, why do you need to learn simultaneous equations. It's like, why do you need to dive down to the bottom of the pool and save a brick? What's that all about? Like, when am I going to save a brick? I <laughs> <They say that. laughs> Yeah. But do you get know what I mean? So, yeah. so it'd be great to explain. Uh, and I know they're young children. Uh, you'll, uh, you'll have it that, But remember, they're early minds. You can shape and influence. And I know it's no easy. You've got a huge amount of bureaucracy and red tape there. But just to show people... And you might catch one that might get that whiff of inspiration and think to themselves, that's why I need to learn. That's why I need to learn that, to be a surgeon. You know, there's, there's people out there. Everybody's capable of everything. And, and I, don't, I don't, for one reason, believe that no one is capable of achieving their dreams. They are, they, they are capable. They just have to pay a price and put the effort in more than someone else would have to possibly. So their journey will be completely different. And most people's journey will be completely different from my journey, but there will be some things in my journey which you, which people out like there will resonate to, which, which it's maybe held them back, but it's certainly not held me back.
0: yeah.
1: So the one thing, and, and, and I don't, oh, geez, I, I didn't really want to talk about it, and I never have talked about it in public, and I never really spoke to anybody about it, is the abuse thing, the sexual abuse. Yeah. It's like I, you know, this is this is when I was probably about eight or nine years old. You know, this was a friend of the family, and this was a guy that actually ran one of the most prominent shops in Leven as their manager. Uh, <laughs> you can guess for yourself. But he's he's gone now. He's gone now, and he's away, and all the rest of it. But you know, the, the you know, it happened once, and and from that age, I I then I then understood to keep away from this person. Uh, nobody ever ever taught me about this. Nobody had ever told me about watching out for this. I just, you know, it was just one of these things that happened, um, uh, and 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 that still stays with me today because there's certain situations that I just can't cope with on an intimate level,
0: mm-hmm.
1: if that makes sense. And and I, but I don't let it hold me back. But see how many people have actually done that in the past. You know, how many people out there are actually just saying, well, you know, that was me as a child and that's what happened to me. And for that reason, that's my life over. And and is, should that be the case? Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Only that person will know for themselves. But for me, it, it, it certainly wasn't. But it was something I had to deal with later on. And it was Tony Robbins that actually helped me deal with that, you know, and, and that. Traumatic circumstance and come to terms with that, um, and actually deal with it and handle it, and then put it, uh, you know, get it out of the way and get out of my my psyche, get out of my thinking. But then, but then, I wouldn't say put it to the side, but just accept it was one of these things that happened. There's nothing we can go back and do about it. You can't confront the person anymore because he's dead now. Um, so you know, all you're doing. Is by, is all you're doing is by, is by, is by acknowledging it and letting it go, is actually, it, it's, it's helped you move on. Um, and it's not holding you back because the more, the more you let it hold you back, the more you give fuel and power to that person that did that thing to you in the first place. And, and I know everybody out there would never want to give that person that power. But by actually, by actually letting it hold you back, you're allowing them to still have the power, even though they're no longer here. And for yeah. me, it's like, no way. That's never going to happen, ever. Um, So that was, you know, that's another thing. That, it could easily have held me back. Uh, and it, it possibly did, and it did have psychological effects. You know, it did send me off the rails, let's be honest. Um, That's probably why I turned... You know, at a young age, you were, I mean, we were all indoctrinated at a young age. You maybe had this as well, Richard. Whereas, everybody, hey, take a drink. It's like yeah. you're, you're, what, 12, 13 years old and you're drinking. Um, and a lot of people actually, because of all the trauma in their life, they were drinking a lot more at that age than everybody else. They were all self-medicating. Does this sound yeah. familiar with people? Even as adults, we still self-medicate. You, you yeah, know, it's the called, um, oh, I've got a wee bit of stress and you go straight for the wine, a glass of wine to relieve your stress. And yeah, okay, but then you don't need the bottle of wine. Yeah. You know, the glass of wine's fine. But, but for, yeah, but for a lot of people out there, I've now realised that I've spent a lot of my life actually self-medicating um, and, and, and using the drink as, a, as, a, as, a, as a, a, almost a medicine uh, mm-hmm. to alleviate the situation without actually dealing with the fundamental problems at the core issue. Um, so actually not dealing with the, the things at the very beginning actually had that knocking effect to get into that. So that was that then resonated into things like when I got to high school, I started to get, you know, start to go off the rails. I started to get in the wrong crowd. I started to get, um, I started to get to trouble all the time. Um and in the first and second year, it was fine. But then when it got to third and fourth year, I just I just went completely off the rails. But that was driven by things like my addictions. Addictions as well. You know, addictions come from uh, disorders or things that have happened in your past. And the addictions are sought as a result of to try and, to try and seek that, um, that uh, what we call it, uh, the, the justification of dopamine health, um, in your mind. Um, and that's why you become. That's why people say I'm. have got an addictive personality. No shit, Sherlock. I know you've got an addictive personality. You know, like because I've got it, and and the addictive personality is driven out the fact of things that have happened in your past, and the addictiveness to other things gives you control, and it gives you that that uh, that that dopamine hit, that that high, as a result of what you're doing to be the best at something is amazing. Um, and that's why you become so addictive to it. Um, I don't, I don't, and and that's driven out as well of things that have happened in your past. And and probably one of the things that you know, you know how I say, oh, I'm always work at work. I, I love my work and I like being at work and I, I just kind of stop doing it and I and I love to work. I know that's driven out of my father because my father used to take me to work all the time to spend time with me. So I used to spend time with my father at my work, and then I I have interpreted that as when I'm at my work, I'm loved. See how that works?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's obviously you that, with the time that you yeah. spend with your dad. Yeah. Because
1: that's the only time I spent. That's the only time I was able to spend time with my dad because he was self-employed. He ran his own business all his life. You'd seen the similarities there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and about. You you don't know anything different. See the similarities with me and my experience with my father, with my mother, and my experience with her father.
0: Yeah.
1: And what yeah, I talked about, the competitive is... nature. Yeah, yeah, these all these things. So when you look at that, it was I I now I that's why I probably I love spending time at my work because I associate that with some a good feeling, because yeah. I spent most of my time uh engaging with my dad, because he's worked. When, when he used to take me out. Um, I mean, I grew up working all the time. I, I grew up from an early age. And when we wanted something, we were sent out to work. And we went to work with my dad because he ran his own business. And to hell with the law, you know, at that time, it was like you had to be 12 years old. My dad was like, if anybody sees you, just say you're helping me out, or just say you're, you know, just say you're 12. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I didn't mind that because to work, to work is to give purpose. Yeah. For a lot of people out there, that don't understand that. For for men especially, to have work is to have purpose. To have it has it gives drive. It gives it gives it gives that purpose. Gives that self fulfillment because you have something to do and you're contributing to something. To not have work is almost like you know it's almost like death by a thousand cuts because mm-hmm. you you've no longer you don't no longer really don't have any purpose. Now, I don't talk about work as in being employed by somebody. I just talk about having something to do, has something that has purpose to it, have something that gives you self-fulfillment. Um, and that's another thing that rubbed off me in my youth. If I ever wanted anything, I had to go out and work for it. You know, I, I, I do remember, you know, school holidays, where everybody else maybe got their school holidays paid for them in primary. Um, if we wanted a school holiday at primary, we had to go out and work with my dad on a Thursday night. And we were dropped off in Lower Methyl to do the windows in Lower Methel, which is the hall of the Wonder Stores at the time, right along Lower Methel, because Lower Methel was thriving. It was a thriving community, thriving shops. So we had to start from one end on a Thursday night and go right to the other end. Um, and then also things like I had to go out with my brother to, to his paper round to help him out. If, if you wanted anything, you had to go out and work for it. It wasn't just given to you. Um, you had to do. You had. To, you couldn't just sit back and and take if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I've always, I've always been taught that lesson again at an early age by my mother and my father. It's like, no, you go and work for something. You want something, you go out and get it. And yeah. you're perfectly capable of getting it. You've just got to put the time and effort in to get it. You've got to pay that price. Um, we've said it before and I'll say it again for the people that never heard this. If you're not prepared to pay the price for your success right now, wait till you get the bill from regret. Yeah, the cost of regret. tell you what, it's, it sticks in my mind every single time. And the fact that every single decision I make, and it's major, I think to myself, when you get to your deathbed and you're lying there, and this was always taught to me by people far more successful. They used to say, Jerry Scriven and Pat and, and Gregory used to say this to me every single time when I was involved. I'll talk about that next week, actually, how books and tapes and everything set me free. Um, and I've, resonated, I've touched on it a wee bit here. And how to do that, and how to build that for yourself. Because remember, I've been self-sustaining all my time. Mm-hmm. I've really looked after myself. I have really sought the advice. Back, it's no easy to find information. It's no easy to filter out the people that are right from wrong. It's no easy to filter out the the the, fourus, the fake gurus. Um, mm-hmm. But there is ways to do that, and we'll talk about that next week as I talk about my experience later on. But if you really want something bad enough, you'll go out and get it. You'll find a way to do it. But you need to have that built in your mind in order to do that. Um, yeah, you
0: yeah. need to so, have that drive.
1: Yeah. Little lessons that resonate with you. Here's another wee lesson that resonate with me. <laughs> it's weird, but it still sticks with me today. I remember being at the school crossing. Oh, by the way, there was a fantastic binman out there when I was a wee laddie. I used to wait for him at the beginning of the East Link every single day. And he had these, you know, you'll know, remember, but they had they had two bins. They had one bit over. Really yeah. Oh, right, okay. And then they went around and swept the streets and all the rest of it. But every single day, this bin man, uh, Scaffy used to wait on me. He used to wait on me every single day to look, because I was coming home from school and he was there at the time. And he used to pop me in his bin and he used to whirl me <laughs> along, right along to the end of my house. So he'll, he'll be away now. He'll probably be dead now. But, yeah. you know, I, I, these are the ways. The wee stories and the wee the wee things that you know uh, stay with you gave you yeah gave you so much enjoyment and it was just something so simple as the the scarf he actually gave a wee hurdle in his barrow every single day you know <laughs> to go back to my house from the beginning of these lengths to the to where we and and for me that was fantastic. One of the other ones that resonates in my mind as well is I remember one of the school some patrol guys actually said to me um he said uh, you're James Parker, aren't you? And I went. Yeah, he says, I know your mum very well. He says, oh, and I was like, I was looking at him like, and this is only about eight years old. And I was looking at him like, what's, I, I'm not really sure. How do you know this and what's going on? Because intuition told me there was, you know, there's something right here. And he went, and he stopped and he went, I don't know you at all. And, and, and I looked at him and he says, I don't know you at all. And he says, the reason I'm doing that with you is to show you how easy it is for a stranger to come along and actually do that to you. And you There's know why lesson. that is? Because, yeah, because you've got your name emblazoned on the back of your school bag.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Name tags. So for anybody out there, be careful with name tags. There's a yeah. lesson. How no, easy it lesson. is for a stranger. <laughs> easy as for a stranger, just to say from a name tag. It's like, oh, you're James. It's like, I know your mum very well. She told me all about you come and see you know it's like and that's it it's all over eh? yeah um so you know again just wee stories that stick with me and it's amazing how that sticks with you
0: it's funny how you say it about obviously and and myself listening to you and i think i'm sure everybody will be the same how certain parts of your story will resonate with them and it's funny you say about the the, the crossing patrol or the or the the um the lollipop lady or man or whatever but I, i mean i remember our one at school um, and used to always twirl us on the on the stick, Do you until she was told, yeah, as health and safety. But the amount of joy and fulfilment that it used to bring to us all and everybody that I was at school will remember. And yeah. um, we were like so. It was even she was told to stop doing it because of health and safety, but we used to love it and we always remember it. And unfortunately, she's not here any longer either. But um, it's the same kind of idea how I mean, you you resonate and remember yeah. uh, with things. Listen, like
1: to be honest, you always have some jobs worth out there. You'll always have somebody tell you why it can't be done. Don't listen to these people. You know, just go ahead and do it. It's more than my job's worth. It's like, well, maybe it's time to change jobs. Yeah. Um. That's that's how I'd be thinking. It's like, you know, that's no that's no fulfillment, enjoyment. You know, doing that. You know, it's you have a job to be fulfilled. You have a job to be enjoy. You, You know, you want to look forward to coming to that job every single day. So Mm -hmm. why would you know? And then you have somebody coming along, you know, the job is worth saying, no, you should be doing it like that, you should be doing it like this, and that's for that reason. School sports day is another classic example. I used to train with my brother all the time for school sports day. How many people did that? (laughs)
0: That's back to to the competition thing.
1: (laughs) Honestly, we used to to train together. We used to train together with the egg and spoon race, which was weird because it was a potato and a spoon. (laughs) (laughs) and then we used to train together for the three legged race we used to do that together all the time even though we weren't going to be running the three legged race together we used to train together all the time for the three legged race uh, to go see how fast we could go and how the synchronization see how that that know that competitive understanding how we train and how the importance of training will be better later on for you so these again are lessons. Maybe my brother was competitive against me, but sometimes it was a huge benefit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so school sports day was a big thing as well for us. It was very competitive. We had to win, of course. Um, you know, and if you didn't win, you'd have to answer for it. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome to the world of Serena Williams. Because <laughs> effectively, you know. You would come home, you know, you come home and go, I've got 95% in my exam, mum. And this was at school, at primary. And then the next response was, so what happened to the other 5%? That is my grandfather coming out in her.
0: Yeah.
1: That's where that came from. That wasn't my mum, really. That was my grandfather that came out in her and did that. What happened to the other 5%? Never mind celebrating the fact that you got 95%. Let's focus on the 5% you didn't get. Look at me with the esters we get 99% Richard and I'm talking about how can we get the 1% to get the 100 And you're oh. probably going, are you for real? <laughs> <laughs> We've got 99%. There's always room for, for improvement.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, is there room the marginal difference? That's another thing you've got to learn, you see, is the marginal yeah. difference is the amount of effort you've got to put in to get the other 1%. Is it really worth it? And to me, it's like, Absolutely not. It's like if it, if it comes at a, 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 a reasonable cost, then fair enough. But if it comes at the cost of everybody, then that's maybe not the thing that you should be doing. So that it's, it's, again, that's all learnings that you learn later on of yeah. other people more successful than you. It's the marginal gains you've got to think. The price that you're going to have to pay to get that extra 1% and the, the toll it's going to take on everybody round about you is, is, is not worth it. It's let it go, and the old phrase of the film Frozen, um, <laughs> let it go. Um, it's probably, a, it's probably, a, it's probably another thing. I'm very pictorial, very uh, music oriented. Mm-hmm. so it's things like that pop into my head and think to myself, nah, let just let it go. it's that no, it's no did. worth it. Um, yes.
0: So
1: well, so we'll, we'll talk about. We're coming to the end anyway. You can see yeah, that. We're right just approaching there.
0: the four minute mark
1: So let's talk about um. Let's talk about next week. Um, we'll go into high school and my addictions yeah. and where that all came about and explore that a lot more. Uh, and, and, and I think that's, that's one that we'll definitely talk about next week. Uh, high school addictions, um, where that all came about. Um, we're going to be talking about things like, you know, to be honest, we're going to be talking about things like bullying. Um, we're
0: to,
1: people didn't know. I mean, most of the guys I'm friends with now didn't realise what they were doing at the time. Um, I think it was just the way it was um, and, and how to deal with that and how to overcome that, and how to not let that hold you back. There's so many people out there I uh, see uh, that go on on social media about how bullying's held them back and how it's destroyed their lives and all the rest of it. Like, okay, but other people have gone through this as well and got out the other the end, you know, and, and been successful as a result. Um, maybe it's time to look at it a different way and reframe that um, for your benefit. Um, uh, for the people watching the people listening so we'll we'll talk about that next week Um, so that's it Um, thanks very much for watching thanks very much for coming on the show final words for you Richard what what was was the most resonating
0: I think it's a really good start to obviously this like I say I've referred to it as like a mini series of what your journey has been like and I think um, a lot of what you went through I know a lot resonated with me I think it will resonate with a lot of other people and I think it's important to know that there's lessons that you learn and things that happen when you're at that early stage in life and they can have a really profound effect on you as you go through life it's uh, how you yeah. deal with them and how you find the right people to help you deal with them um, and that's what let, I let took me just day.
1: finish let me just finish yeah, off go say, here, you've sh- got
0: have got a minute sh-
1: show people see if i can get the camera on and flip it around because this is a, a different type of software and we'll flip this around and let you see uh, i've got that face in the front face in the back
0: you see that yes
1: look at that
0: that's that that, <laughs> that what I've got to enjoy. This is about in the morning and the sun is just coming up in Jamaica. I was just going to say, what time is it there? 8.40? Oh. We'll see if we could get them back. We've just lost them. In fact, I'll wrap up there, guys, because we've only got aye, a minute or so left. But aye, thanks for joining. Thanks for everybody jumping in the comments. Andrea, Perry, thanks for commenting today. Aye, thanks to Jim. We will be with him next Monday again in Jamaica at 12.30. So join us then and we, do, we will do a journey of our uh, property investor part two. Okay guys, thanks for joining, bye.